Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. postpartum coach podcast. I feel like I'm always excited when I am on here and, um, I, I, I have nothing to say about that except for that. It's because I love it. I was just sharing with a friend today, the name of my podcast. He's a, a guy, he's a husband of a friend who, anyway, long story. I was like, couldn't hide my enthusiasm. I love the postpartum coach podcast. I love showing up for you guys here. And today I have a really special guest that is also a friend of mine and happens to just be blowing it up in the best way on social media, in the world of moms. And I love that I get to bring her on the podcast to you today. So without further ado, I have my friend Jessalyn here, Jessalyn Romney, aka, you might know her as the Sleep Fairy. She's on Instagram at the underscore Sleep Fairy. And she's rad. She's the real deal. And I am so excited to talk sleep training. Just so y'all know, I have a couple other episodes on the podcast on sleep training. If you want to check those out in addition to today's, I have a mindset one. And then I also have a different sleep specialist, but she was kind of a different vibe. And so I wanted to bring Jessalyn on. I love Jessalyn, what you're doing. I love watching you on IG stories. You seriously are so relatable. I actually did my makeup today and I thought about a makeup tutorial I saw on your page. She's so real and I'm so excited to hear all your wisdom and about your course. So just introduce yourself. Hello. Okay, Lizzie, I'm so excited to be here. And real quick, to be clear, I did not give the makeup tutorial. I am not an expert in makeup. It was a girl that I interviewed. <laughs> That's true. I probably made it sound like you gave it. You no, just, no, no. I you just bring... want people to think that I'm some makeup expert. <laughs> I am not. Well, you look beautiful. <laughs> Your makeup looks beautiful. <laughs> okay, so I am Jesslyn Romney. I am, like Lizzie said, I'm over at the Sleep Fairy. I'm a mom of four, and I am a baby sleep consultant. I love, love, love helping families get more sleep because I have learned in my life that sleep changes everything. It changes everything. It changes your mood. It changes your ability to think and function, and I just want families to get the sleep that they deserve. So yeah, it definitely, I love that. It definitely makes my job easier as a postpartum anxiety and depression person. Like one of the first questions I ask if they're really in it is like, how much sleep are you getting? Are we in the three hour range, the four hour range, the five hour range, the six hour range, because these make very big differences for sure. So, you know, you can have great mindset tools and, and there is a lot of mindset with sleep training and, and, and I mean, we're talking more about training your baby today, not as much, right. you know, but, but it all is intertwined as we know, <laughs> postpartum yeah. or like it's one person still. Well, if your baby's not sleeping, you're not sleeping. So yeah. it's, Amen. It's all Amen. It's all and if you are sleeping while your baby's not sleeping, we might have some issues. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Good. the problem. Okay. Before we dive in, Jesslyn said she has a first memory of me. I want to know what it is. How did we first meet? Let's share that. I think that's fun. The, the okay. human well, side I'm, of things. I'm sure, I'm sure we have met before, but my first like 
memory. I don't have a great memory. So maybe this isn't like, maybe you're like, (laughs) I have a memory way before this, but I remember in high school, we were in the same prom group. And what happened is we were, we all got asked at the same time and we went on a scavenger hunt and then we all ended up at the football field at night. And we were like, Oh my gosh, you're in my group. You're in my group. Who's our date. And we were like trying to figure out who our dates were and who's going to be in our group. And you were there. And I was like, Lizzie's in my group. Like that's my first, like, Oh, of us being in the same place gosh. and being like, yay, somebody I know is going to be in my prom group. <laughs> Blast from the past. Do you remember that? Yes, I totally <laughs> forgot. I totally forgot. We all got asked at the same time on a scavenger hunt. And when we ended up at the field, we were like, yeah. wait, but who is my date? Like, who asked me? Exactly. Because <laughs> there were like 10 people, 10 boys there and 10 <laughs> girls there. And we're like, how are we supposed to know who we're going with? Oh, and so you're like, I just see one woman that I know. Yep. That's good. Yep. That's At least exactly. I have a friend if I don't know who exactly. my date is. <laughs> who I'll be spending yep. the evening with. Oh, that's too funny. That's okay. So Mountain View High School, Mesa, Arizona, y'all. We're repping. Yep. We're repping. Yep. Okay. But we love, we love all the other high schools out there too. <laughs> We're not snobby. Not true. <laughs> okay. Some, some people might be from I married a jackrabbit, so it's fine. Oh my gosh. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> awesome. Mesa, Mesa girls. Okay. So how did you, I think it's fair to let the people get to know you a little bit and you're so amazing. I want them to, how did you get into this? Obviously you've had four babies. You're young. What are the ages of your babies? So my oldest is nine. My second is five. My third is four. And my baby will be 15 months. I know my two middle ones are so close. We struggled with second. (laughs) We struggled with secondary infertility for a while. So my first two are pretty far apart. And then with our third, I'm like, this could take another two years. Nope. Didn't take two years. (laughs) Isn't that fun? Those two are really close in age. And then my baby is almost 15 months. So I have girl, boy, and then two girls. Wow. So my poor son doesn't get a brother, but you know what? That's okay. My husband doesn't have a brother either. And he turned out fine. Yeah. And they have each other. (laughs) They have each other. (laughs) Good. Okay. So that's your spread. And what really made you want to teach sleep training? Um, what systems have influenced your own philosophy before we get into your specific sleep fairy way? Right. Tell us a little bit of that. Okay. So when I was pregnant with my first strangers would come up to me and say, Oh, you're never going to sleep again. And like, Oh, get to sleep while you can. Cause it's never going to happen again. And I, that just didn't sit well with me. I'm like, why, why will I never sleep again? We teach our babies everything in life. We teach them how to talk. We teach them how to eat. We teach them all of these life skills they need. Why wouldn't we teach them how to sleep too? That just didn't make sense to me. I'm like, we have to teach our babies how to sleep because it is so important for their development. It's so important for my mental health. There has to be a better way to live. So I just I started researching sleep. I studied family and human development in college. And so I was very familiar with the development and the brain and everything like that. But specifically focused on sleep when I was pregnant with my first, I had her and I just started trying things that I felt like would work for her. I had read all these sleep training books and they were just so overwhelming to me. I'm like, this is way too much information. I don't even know where to start. So yeah. I go to my pediatrician and I say, I want to try this. Is this okay? Is this okay? And Every time they're like, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. And she was sleeping 12 hours by 12 weeks. And so what I did worked and it was, to me, it was simple and um, safe and gentle and we were all happy. And so soon my friends started having babies and they're like, how did you get your baby to sleep? Mine's waking up every 45 minutes. So I would just tell them what to do. And within a week, they're like, oh my gosh, my baby slept 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And this continued for 
eight years almost where I was just texting strangers about sleep. And my husband would always joke, like, you need to start charging people for this information. I'm like, whatever, you know? And then one day I was texting three strangers and he's finally like, okay, if you're not going to like call people and charge people for this at the bare minimum, write it down, put it in an ebook. So when people ask you how you get your babies to sleep, you can say, here it is all in one place. And you don't have to repeat yourself all the time. And that same day when I pushed publish on that little ebook, I sold 50 copies that first night. I remember, I I actually remember that day on social media. You You were like, yeah, you were like, I just did this and I put an ebook out there. I might've bought it. I don't remember, but I was like, oh my gosh, go you. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank you. I can't believe you remember that. I do. That night I just sat there with my husband and I was just speechless. I'm like, I had no idea that people needed this information. I really didn't. I just thought it was, you know, and people would always say like, Oh, talk to Jessalyn. She knows how to do this. She knows how to do this. But I'm like, yeah, because I've done it so many times. And it just, to me, it's just so simple. Yeah. It should, sleep should be simple. It yeah. shouldn't be overwhelming. It shouldn't be complicated. Um, and so soon after that, people are like, do you do consultations? I have questions. And I'm like, sure. Why not? I've been doing consultations for eight years, you know, might as well get paid for it. (laughs) And it has just grown. It's been three years now. And I cannot even tell you how much joy it brings me to talk to people around the world, to help women around get more sleep. Like it just lights me up. It fills me up. And I just love it. (laughs) I know you radiate a love of it. You remind me of me (laughs) a little bit. Like I love what I do. We love, we both love what we do. That's one of the reasons I was so excited to bring you here. And what I do. And mine was also very organic. Like, um, I, I just really had a heart for it. People would be like, I heard you, you went, now you went through this, right? My daughter-in-law, you know, or, or my, oh, my, my stepson or or daughter or whatever. And it's just like, kind of just, you share a little, you share your story Mm -hmm. and then people share it for you. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I love this and they love this. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about it. Yep. Yes. Ah, oh, that, lovely. that is so lovely. I love supporting women in business and spe- especially moms. I was going to say, um, so I'm sure what you teach is amazing and unique. I know it is. I also think that something that sets you apart besides your process, which I'm excited to share with everybody. So you guys stay tuned. It's going to be so good. Don't miss it. Um, is also just like, you're so very real. And I think sleep training is one of those things where it's like the life of our child and we don't want to mess them up. And so you really do want a little bit of handholding and you just need someone you really trust. And I feel like a lot of the, um, the sleep training industry was pretty sparse like a decade ago. And it was a lot of PhD men, um, who were like, you know, had a lot of education on sleep in general. And so they decided to make, you know, baby wise was, for example, I actually love baby wise, but it was definitely like some doctorate men that were writing it. It wasn't like a mom speaking my language. It did the job, but I'm like, how cool to have you drop in with this amazing experience and understanding and knowledge. And yet you're in it. That's what I love. That's, I think that's something my people love about me is I'm not some PhD deity. Like I'm a mom. I have these babies. Here I am. It's a hot mess sometimes, but I'm running this business because my heart is in it. Right. So I think that's also something pretty spectacular about the sleep fairy. Thank you. you. It's it's true. And that, I never put that together until you said that, but there was always a disconnect when I was trying to study sleep because it was written by these 
men who were doctors who like studied the science behind it. But I'm like, but have you been in the depths of postpartum depression while wearing a diaper, while trying to feed a baby? Like, have you done all of these things? Yeah. Because it's hard. It's yeah. hard work. You're trying to yeah. heal and you're trying to ter- take care of this new yeah. baby that, you know, yeah, yeah you maybe held a baby before, but have you taken yeah. care of your own baby? It's just, yeah. it's a whole different world when you are in the thick of it. Yes. And literally the, I'm like holding my boobs right now, you guys, like when your breasts, <laughs> when your breasts are leaking, cause your baby's crying. Right. And the, and the book, I'm, here's my breasts. You can see now just like, and the book is like, leave your baby there. And you're like, are you kidding me? Like this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Right. So, okay, let's let's dive in now. I feel like we're ready. You ready? Okay, I'm so okay. ready. We're warmed up. Whew. Okay, the question on my mind that was always on my mind was, do you leave them there or do you pick them up? Like, some people are like, you can't spoil a baby too much. Other people are like, you're going to ruin the baby's sleep, blah, 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 if you don't let them lay there. And, right. you know, and I know there's different types of cries, but can we just let, I know you have like things you're going to share, but can we just delve into this for a minute? Cause I feel like that is where the mindset is the trickiest for mama. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there are real things like regressions and, you know, when you go travel and then you come back, your baby's off and you don't want to like abandon right. them. But at the same okay. time, there's a, an importance in like some routine. So tell us, speak. To yeah. Us. Okay. So let's kind of, so I'm going to talk, talk about it in order because okay. I like to start as early as four weeks. And when I say that people are like, oh, my baby can sleep online at four weeks. No sleep training starts with the day you start, you know, you start the process at four weeks and then usually by six to eight weeks, you're getting longer stretches. And the goal is always, you know, 12 hours by 12 to 14 weeks. So all four of my babies slept 12 hours by about three months. And in that, in that time frame, you can snuggle your baby as much as you want. You cannot spoil a newborn. You cannot spoil a newborn. So when people are holding their baby, they're like, should I put them down? They're going to, I'm going to ruin their sleep forever. You can't ruin their sleep forever. Okay. You have this tiny newborn. So in my method, there are steps and you do one step at a time. It's broken down into four simple steps. You do one step at a time. So the first step, you have to eliminate night feedings first. So while you're in the process of eliminating night feedings, it's okay to snuggle your baby. It's okay to help them fall asleep. It's okay to hold them for naps, especially because naps don't even develop until four months. They begin developing at four months and they could take a month or two to develop. So up until four months, I encourage people, snuggle your baby, hold your baby for all those naps if you want to, to put them in a swing, let them nap wherever they nap best. It's okay to snuggle your baby. Now, once those night beatings are gone, that's when you focus on helping your baby fall asleep and stay asleep. And that's when I start giving my baby a little bit of space to learn how to sleep. And I think that what a lot of people do is every time their baby makes a noise, they jump up and they hover over their baby and they're touching their baby. And they're like, are you okay? Do I need to hold you? Do you need to eat? And I just tell them, you know what? Babies are going to make noises. They are going to make noises. They are figuring out how to digest food. They have gas going on in their tummy. They're trying to get comfortable in this flat bed when they've been curled up in a ball for nine months. Like there's a lot going on in their little body, but they will make noises and that's okay. So I 
after they're done eating in the night, I like to give my baby space and let them figure things out. Let them feel what it feels like to lay in a bed. Let them feel what it feels like to kind of fuss for a minute and calm themselves down. Now, if your baby is screaming, help your baby. It's not going to ruin them to help your baby. I just, it's not a big deal to help your baby. Now, with that being said, if you have like a nine month old that has been nursing around the clock in your bed and they just rely on you to sleep and to transition through sleep cycles and all of that stuff, then yes, you will, there will be some crying involved because that is their only way to communicate. You're giving them a little bit of space to say, okay, I'm going to let go and let you learn. Now I have this all broken down into my ebook and into my course and everything and how you can go about this and how it's broken down by age. Um, but there's just different levels of it and it just depends on your baby's age. But to answer your question in those early months, snuggle your baby and don't feel bad about it. I remember an old lady came up to me and was like, you better put that baby down or she's never going to learn to sleep. And I'm like, okay, she's like one month old. I will not put her down. Oh my gosh. It's always the old ladies. We love them. We love them. But like, you guys don't even remember how it really was. Totally. Totally. And yeah, it did not ruin her sleep for the record. So yeah, I always think to myself, snuggle your baby. She's going to be okay. And then again, if your baby's older, yes, it will be a little bit harder to teach them how to sleep, but it's never too late. It's never, you can, people say it's too late. I'm just going to give up. It's never too late. Yeah. The process is just a little bit different depending on your baby's age. Okay. I have some thoughts I want to share. That was so perfect and concise. I can tell you so know what you're talking about. I want to point out one thing that you said that I loved, which is I'm just giving my baby a little bit of space. That is Jessalyn's thought that dictates her emotion around that's what, that's one of your thoughts that makes you successful. Whereas my past thought might've been like, I'm abandoning my baby. You know, I'm not meeting his needs. These are the other thoughts that you could think same circumstance. The baby's crying, your sleep training, whatever. And Jesslyn's like, I'm just giving him a little bit of space. And you're like, you're another thought you have is babies just make noises. Mm-hmm. Um, so another I, thing, real quick, I just remembered a yeah. thought that I always remind myself too. My baby is safe. My baby is fed and my baby is loved. Yes. So there's a difference when people say, oh, I don't want my baby to think that they're abandoned. Yes. Your baby is abandoned. If you are not feeding them during the day, if you are not snuggling them, if you are not changing their diaper, if you are just leaving them on the floor to fend for themselves around the clock and they're screaming, of course you are abandoning, abandoning your baby. But if you are feeding your baby and you are changing their diaper and you are holding them and you are lovingly taking care of them, it is okay for them to cry and make some noises for a little bit. That is not a bad thing. It introduces them to that stress hormone that we will experience our entire life. We want them to be familiar with that so that when stressful things do come, they're not going to sit there and say, what is this feeling? It's like they have felt this in small amounts before and they're better able to manage their emotions later because of it. Yeah. Yeah. And their body is designed to be able to, to handle it. Right. Oh, this is good. So really, I mean, sleep training is teaching. It is. And by some, sometimes the best teachers let you struggle for a minute before they swoop in. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you ever recommend like when somebody, let's say it's a newborn situation and, um, they're using your course from the beginning and they, when they start to introduce sleeping, changes like, okay, now I'm going to step out when they start to start to give a little bit of space. Is there some space for like, 
um, baby stepping that or, cause I feel like one of the struggles with baby wise and you guys, it's been forever since I read it. So if this is total BS and some, some of you love baby wise, <laughs> just, just forgive me, but it did feel a little bit like it was like, we don't sleep train till this point, but once we do, you leave them. Like it, it didn't feel like there was a lot of back and forth. Now me, I tend to be an intuitive woman. I am, I, all women, I believe can be intuitive and are intuitive beings. And so for me, I think one of the reasons I felt like my sleep training days weren't as stressful as maybe some peers that I witnessed is I just never went completely by the book. I had the book, but I always like danced with it and listened to my intuition and like, Oh, that's a different cry. Or oh, I cannot handle sleep training today. Like I just need to hold my baby for me. So I don't know. Do you see, what do you, how do you speak to that when in your course or like in your teachings? So one of the main things that I talk about all the time, and I try to let parents know that it is okay to be flexible. Babies are not robots. Every single baby is different. Nor are we. Moms are not robots. I say that all the time. Babies aren't either. Surprise. You did not give birth to a robot. (laughs) Good thing. And because of this, things are going to change. You are going to have to make adjustments. So I always say adjust when and where you need to. When you start at the very beginning with a newborn, you go through the process. And if you're on day three and you're like, my baby is not napping at all today. And then when I tried to feed her, she slept for three hours and everything's going out the window. It's okay. It's just one day. Snuggle your baby. Let her sleep as long as she wants to. You might be awake that night. It's okay. It's one day. Try again the next day. You can always start over the next day. It's not a big deal. Yeah. People think that if one day goes wrong, all their hard work is out the window, and that's just not true. It's just not true. It's a journey. It's not a sprint. It is a long journey, and you just take it day by day and adjust when and where you need to, according to how you're feeling, how your baby's feeling, what your schedule's like. It's a journey. Yes. And that is such a feminine approach, right? Is like the flowy adjust when you need to, which I feel like you bring to us that we resonate with. Um, because the more masculine, like here's the process, just follow the process. Um, doesn't always work. Um, and, and then babies aren't robots, robots, neither are moms. And I feel like if you get too tied to the process, friends, you're, you're risking, um, giving up. Um, but if you can be flexible, then you're probably gonna stay in it longer and have a greater chance of finishing and like actually sleep training the baby. So I think that, yeah, um, like the, like sticking to the book by the book and sticking to the process exactly is actually overrated and it can even work against you. That's what I just hundred percent. I love yeah. that you said that. It's so true because I see people who will try to stick to everything, you know, to a T. And then if one thing is off, they just throw their arms in the air. They're like, okay, I can't do this. Everything's ruined. Yeah. And they give up. But yeah. telling yourself, you know what? It's okay. I can try again tomorrow. Yeah. Just keep going. You know, this brings me to sort of a side note. I love postpartum because we need our feminine nature in, in sort of a patriarchal, like process driven society. That's a little bit more masculine in the systems that have been set up just because of the history of the world. That's just a fact, like more men have influenced government and et cetera. I mean, at least directly, we know there's tons of women in between the lines and such, but, um, I, I just love postpartum because it's a chance to really let the feminine shine. And when you approach sleep training or postpartum mental health, breastfeeding and such, 
in a, in, in our sort of programmed, like processy, masculine, perfectionistic type ways, um, you suffer, you suffer because this is woman territory. This is feminine territory. Um, and so really like, I don't know. I just, I feel like that this whole thing, sleep training, postpartum mental health, it's all this invitation from the wonderful universe to rediscover the feminine aspects of us. And sometimes that can feel, I, I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I just, I know your heart's in postpartum too. So I feel like I can go here. So deep in postpartum. I yep, know. I talk about that all the time. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes it can feel lonely with our husbands. I remember, and I'm sure you can relate. I think a lot of us are like, especially with that first baby, or sometimes it's your second or third, whatever baby it hits you. You're like, what have I done to my marriage? <laughs> like this guy that I used to be so attracted to. And he used to be so attracted to me. And we like had this great date schedule and we were friends and now we're fighting over bottles and, like, <laughs> and we haven't been on a date in four months. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, there's just, I just, I love that you're a woman teaching us this stuff. And, um, and you, you, you welcome the lack of routine and your process makes space. And in fact, encourages people to like, Hey, if you get off schedule, just get back on. I just really love that ease about you and about the way you're teaching sleep training. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You're it welcome. definitely it should be simplified and it should be easy. And that's why I just, I overwhelm can be paralyzing. Yeah. And I don't want moms to feel that way. So I really I really try to make things simple and clear. Yeah. So that anybody can do it because everybody's capable of doing it. I truly believe that everyone's capable of it. You just have to believe in yourself and give it a try. What's yeah. the worst that can happen? Yeah. Literally, what is the worst that can happen? What is right. it? It doesn't, it, I mean, it doesn't work. <laughs> and you go right back to where you were before not sleeping. Like, yeah. Nothing changes. You know, yeah. that's how you were before anyway. So, yeah. Now, if you guys, I'm speaking to the audience here, if you guys really struggle with, um, your brain fixating on like, um, oh my gosh, my baby has to fall asleep. Cause if my baby doesn't fall asleep, then I'm not going to get sleep. And then this, and then this, and then this, and then this, that was, that's, that's kind of my specialty. So I work with moms, um, with anxiety a lot around their own sleep. And then Jessalyn, I mean, I think you, well, there's some overlap there. I, I definitely think you tend to the moms and their mindset but you just seem like such an expert and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like your, your jam is like, you know, the baby and you know how to help that mom teach the baby yep. how to sleep. That's yeah. That's kind of like my superpower. Like I can sit down and someone could tell me what their baby's going through right now, what a typical day and night looks like. And I don't, I, it's just part of me. I can just see exactly what needs to be tweaked. And within a week, their baby's sleeping. And I truly, I love it so much. I, I think that needs to be like your catchphrase, like within a week, your baby's sleeping, <laughs> you know, age appropriately, right? Yes, like yes, within a, depending, cause we don't want a four, we don't want a four day old sleeping 12 hours necessarily. That wouldn't be good. So there's, there's differences. Right. Cool. Okay. So we're going to wrap up the sleep fairy, Jessalyn. We've just loved having you on. Jessalyn and I thought it would be fun to share three tips to get better sleep today. That includes your baby getting better sleep because, yeah, you know, we're all you. sort of intertwined in that fourth trimester or whenever. So, yeah, share those with us. Okay, so the first and number one thing that I always recommend to people is make sure you have a bedtime routine and make sure it's early enough so your baby can get to bed on time. A lot of people will just keep their baby up late in hopes that they go to bed 
and sleep in the next day. And that's just not true. You need to get your baby to bed earlier so that they can fall asleep when that melatonin is kicking in and everything's, you know, just in that sweet spot to fall asleep. But you have to do the bedtime routine before you get to that point. So I recommend starting a bedtime routine around six o'clock, do a consistent bedtime routine every night. So bath, lotion, jammies, bottle, sing a song, just stick to the same bedtime routine, start it around six, feed around six 30, and then have your baby in bed by seven. So the first thing is just have that bedtime routine with enough time to get your baby in bed on time. Yeah. Can I ask a question about that? Yes, totally. Um, do you, would you like, do you people, are they supposed to pay attention to, um, like when the sunset and sunrise is, for them, like natural light, is that an issue? And then also um, like, it can be yeah. if your baby's, so it depends on your baby's internal clock before 12 weeks, your baby doesn't have an internal clock developed yet. So they actually, before 12 weeks, they usually go to bed around 10 or 11 and that's when they get into their deep enough sleep. But around 12 weeks, when your brain starts producing melatonin and starts developing that internal clock, that's when you want to have an early bedtime about 12 hours after they wake up. So if they're waking up around 6.30 or 7, you want their bedtime to be around 6.30 or 7. Good. Okay. Thank you. That was really, really, that's a good one. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So number one, bedtime routine. Number two, use sleep triggers. A sleep trigger is something that lets your brain know that it's time to sleep. So use a sound machine, use a sleep sack. If your baby's little, you can use a swaddle. Make sure those lights are out and it's nice and dark in their room. Sleep triggers are something that you can also bring with you anywhere. So if you're traveling, you can bring that sound machine, bring the sleep sack, bring the things that help your baby know that it's time to go to sleep. So if you're not using sleep triggers, start using sleep triggers. Turn on the sound machine, let them hear the zipper of the sleep sack when you put them in bed. And just those two sounds alone can trigger the brain. Okay, it's time for me to relax and go to sleep. Ooh, so that's so good. Sleep triggers. Yeah, it's like it's like a language to our baby because they we that's can't talk to them, right? And they can hear our voices, but like the sound of a zipper, the sound of the sound machine coming on, and mm-hmm. they know those sounds have told them sleepy time. It is time to sleep. Yep. And I use them for bedtime and nap time. Okay. So, and then the third thing is to check your baby's wake windows. You can go to my Instagram. You can go to my blog, my website, and I have wake window samples all over. You can find them, but make sure your baby is having enough wake time during the day. If your baby is sleeping all day, of course, they're going to be awake all night. So you have to make sure that your baby is having plenty of wake time during the day in order to promote healthy sleep at night. And the most important wake window is that last one before bed. So if your baby sleeps all day and you can't get them to wake up, it's okay. Just make sure they have a good wake window before bedtime. So they are tired enough to go to sleep. Okay. Now, what do you do when they're sick or like you, your hunch, you know, your intuition is telling you there's something not right with that. All of the rules go out the window. When my babies are sick, I will, all the rules go out the window. I will hold them and rock them and snuggle them as much as I need to until they're better. Um, one of the main signs of an ear infection is sudden night waking. So if your baby was sleeping great and all of a sudden waking up at night and you know, like, Hey, it's not a sleep regression and not getting teeth right now, it could be an ear infection. So just make sure that you're always, you know, talking to your pediatrician, making sure that they're healthy while you're going through the sleep training process, because sickness definitely can interrupt sleep. And when it does, don't feel guilty about snuggling your baby and doing whatever you need to do to help them feel comfortable until they feel better. I love that. So sometimes the rules can go out the window, y'all. That's so great. Absolutely. Um, okay. This is so genius. Um, I love it all. 
Okay. Last question for you on this topic. And then I think we're done really is the regression thing. So how do you, you know, that's tricky because they, they do have regressions as they're going through growth spurts and stuff. Do you have like a list of those or how, what do you teach on that? I do. So I actually have a sleep regression guide and it walks you through all of the major sleep regressions. It talks about when they're going to happen and why they're happening. I think that the problem is a lot of people aren't educated on these regressions. And so their baby's sleeping so great. And all of a sudden they're like, Oh no, why is my baby waking up every 30 minutes? And why are they not taking a nap anymore? And most of the time it's because it's a regression and it's actually a good thing. It means that your baby is developmentally on track. They are developing properly. They are becoming social. They're developing separation anxiety, which means they know who you are and they know when you're leaving the room, they are their sleep cycles are changing from a newborn sleep cycle to a grown-up sleep cycle. They just go through all of these milestones that can interrupt their sleep, but it's normal and it's a good thing. The important thing is to not randomly add in habits that aren't necessary. So say your baby's sleeping 12 hours and they hit the four-month sleep regression and they're waking up every 30 minutes. Some people, if they don't know that it's the regression, they'll go in and they'll start feeding their baby and bouncing their baby and trying to figure out what is going on. But if you know that it's the four-month sleep regression, again, Give your baby space to learn and figure it out. They'll be back to sleeping like a champ in a couple of days if you give them the opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want another baby. And so I'm already like, I know exactly whose course I'm going to buy <laughs> and I'm going to study up on it before I'm sleep deprived and desperate. So where can people go when they want to get your course and like your ebook and whatever else, how can they come find you? Okay. So I am over on Instagram, like you said, at the underscore sleep fairy. And from there, you can go to my website. You can go to my blog. You can find my course, my course. I just closed cart. So I'm walking through, I, I did this bonus where I get to do three live group coaching sessions and I actually have another one tonight. I'm so excited. Yay. So I'm coaching them through the process right now. And then I'll launch it again in the spring. Um, but in the meantime, you can get my ebook, you can get sleep guides, and you can sign up for my email list where I send tips and tricks there all the time. And like I said, Instagram, I'm just constantly trying to get that information out there so that you can get the sleep that you deserve. But okay. Yeah. So it's like a cohort thing. Yes. Cool. You take them through with live guidance and stuff. That's so awesome. Okay. So the underscore sleep fairy, and then your website, we'll put that in the show notes as well. So you guys have yeah, it. Just the sleep fairy way.com. The sleep fairy way.com. Duh. So amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Jessalyn. Thank you so, so much. We just love you. We're so grateful that you came over to the Postpartum Coach Podcast. We've talked about where to find you. So the next time your course is launching is in the spring of 2022. And a couple other courses, it sounds like you have in the works. Yes. I'm, so I'm going to relaunch the Sleep Fairy Way course in the spring. And then I'm also coming out with a fourth trimester and a newborn 101 course where we are going to talk about all things postpartum, everything you need to know about that sweet little bundle of joy that's going to come into your life. And I just can't wait. So if you want to get more information about that, come find me over on Instagram, come to my website, get on the wait list and you'll get all the information you need. Get on the wait list. I love it. Okay. Everything you guys need will be in the show notes. And thanks for coming. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. 
It's pretty simple. And I will be calling you soon.